1: Learn more at Marines.com.
0: First and Pod.
1: Hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Philippone.
0: Chargers Raiders. What, what
1: are the Raiders going to do with Josh Jacobs? Should they tag him? Yes, they should. And I don't always say that, but... Man, I think with running backs, you don't want to invest a lot of money in them. That's, lo- that's <clears throat> multi-year. You don't want to use high draft picks on them. But in a situation like this where it's a year-to-year thing and he's meant so much to your offense, I, I, I think they've got to try to run it back with him next year and just hope they have better luck in these close games. But I don't think they will. I just don't think that that's the philosophy of that organization with a former Patriot guy as both the GM and the coach there. So, I think Jacobs will be in what is a very deep. I mean, there's a lot of big name running backs that are going to be free agents this offseason.
0: Well, so that's the thing that I was going to bring up. And I'm not, I don't have the list in front of me for all of them, but Saquon, Jacobs, Pollard, David Montgomery, and like four or five others. Plus, they say it's an awesome running back draft class. So, De John Robinson. So, it feels like it would be crazy to franchise tag any of them because, in theory, they all will suppress each other's market. Who's going to get it? Wh- why would you give a big contract to a running
1: back this offseason if there's 10 guys available? But I wouldn't look at it as a long, as a big contract because it's just a one year I think doing the one year is actually the best move. I don't I gotta be honest with
0: you. I don't know who what other Raiders free agents at more premium positions who they might be interested in tagging. Like if it's a year where they don't have a a tag on a tackle, a corner, whatever, then then fine. But I don't you know, sometimes teams like franchise tag their kicker. Right, and, if it's like one right. of those years. But then Also, sure, go ahead.
1: it's the it's the average of the top five salaries. What are the top five salaries at running back right now? That's top ten. Is the it average of the 10? top
0: ten unless you do the exclusive tag? Then it's top
1: five. Okay, well, okay, that's not going to be that much money. No. So right. they should they should do it.
0: He's been incredible. He's been incredible. So, and I'm all for him getting paid when it's not my team doing paying paying the running back. Seahawks, Rams. Oh, this is a negatively slanted question. <laughs> What's the bigger fluke, Seattle's success or the Rams' failure? How dare right. you besmirch Gino?
1: Okay, so what is it? Hmm. <laughs>
0: um. I guess.
1: Do either have to be a fluke? Like, well, well yes, because. Oh wait. So, so when I when I worded it that way, I meant like, both of these teams have like, if you simulate this season a hundred times, yeah, right. How often do the Seahawks end up with a winning record? How many times do the Rams end up with one of the worst records? In the entire NFL. It's like the Rams have had a Murphy's law season and the Seahawks have had, for the most part, up until maybe the last couple of weeks, a fantasy season, a dream season. So, I, you know, I I, I think I, I guess the Rams season
0: is more of a fluke. They won the Super Bowl last year. They've had a ton of injuries and it feels like it's fallen off for them so quickly. Which just it doesn't happen to all of those guys, but they are, they were an older team. They sacrificed draft picks. They were a top-heavy roster. So then you suffer some injuries to the guys at the top of the roster. You know that that'll happen. No, I don't. I don't think there's many sim- simulations of the year where a Super Bowl team ends up having a top five pick, and then just to make matters worse, they also don't have their own first round pick, mm-hmm. right? So like that's that's going to be painful for them. Um, and I. Maybe I'm a homer, man, but but Seattle's six and five. They got rid of Russell Wilson, who's awful, that they didn't want to pay, which makes them look right in that evaluation. And in the few games that Geno Smith got in last year, he completed 68% of his passes, had five touchdowns in one pick. And then he just got to play this year and he played well. And they've had a really easy schedule. Their wins have been... Denver, Detroit, Arizona, the Chargers, the Giants, and Arizona—like that's not that that's not that ridiculous that they that they beat those teams and are and are six and five with losses to again not that impressive of teams. Vegas, Tampa, New Orleans, Atlanta, and San Francisco—like easy schedule, a game above five hundred. Got rid of a quarterback who looks completely washed up and was a distraction and they've had a few revelations on their team like with Walker at running back like i i don't really feel like seattle's that fluky
1: to me well i thought when the season started we had them in the mix of like what's oh, we their were wrong okay we were just
0: I, th- I think we were i think we were just wrong about seattle you know but like they they're going they're going to finish like 9 and 8 you know, it's they're not. It's not that impressive. the The,
1: the Rams could finish. Yeah, but what was in- their what was their total before the season started? Four and a half, or something like that. They breezed by that. Yeah, maybe five and a half,
0: something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So they, well, they'll they'll overachieve by four games, and the Rams will underachieve by six or seven.
1: Well, I also think it's a fluke in that the Geno Smith thing, that evaluation now the this coming off season is going to be super interesting. Do they commit to him? Do they do a bridge where they commit to him, kind of, and draft a guy? Like, do they go all in on him? He's in his early thirties, but there's not a lot of wear and tear. Like, do they really buy what he's done this year is is sustainable, and he's going to be able to replicate it down the road? Like, I I think the jury is still out on all of that. Like, I'm not, I'm not as sold as you are that this is going to be Geno Smith now for the next few years.
0: Yeah, I mean part of part of me is rooting for it as much as I am convinced by it. I think they'll give him a contract like uh like Jimmy Garoppolo or Tannehill. Like what?
1: Like yeah. Tannehill? The first time he got a deal like um like when he like, went from when he went from Miami to Tennessee. I-, I thought yeah. the contract he said with Tennessee was like for a hundred something million dollars. I, so I was thinking, so maybe I'm wrong on the first, maybe the first Jimmy Con. like,
0: like next year will be guaranteed. It'll be like a three-year deal next year. will pay him 20 something million the year after that, like half of it'll be guaranteed. And then the third year, it'll be like no guarantees. Like he'll, he'll get like a year and a half guaranteed of, of guarantee of starter money. And if he keeps playing well, he gets to be their starter till he's 35. That's, that's what I think they do.
1: All right, we're going long. Three more games. Wait, you skipped one. Did I? Broncos-Ravens. Only half of the Broncos team went to Russell Wilson's birthday party. And that is a story because it's being used now and being held up as more proof that people hate Russell Wilson. Your thoughts? I think that it's hilarious where this has gotten to
0: with Russ, and I've enjoyed a lot of it because he's faker than a $3 bill. But we have Jalen Johnson on the show every week, Bears cornerback. Him and Eddie Jackson are tight. Eddie Jackson hosts the secondary at his house on Thursdays. He brings in a barber. They watch Thursday night football. They order food. It's a thing. He threw a Thanksgiving party, like party, gathering for the whole team. Offense, defense, whatever. Jalen Johnson couldn't go. He it's not that he doesn't like Eddie Jackson. He just couldn't go. Like, Russell Sierra threw Russell Wilson a fucking birthday party on a Wednesday and 25 dudes showed up? And that's supposed to be like, oh, see, they hate him? 25
1: dudes showed up. Would 25 guys show up to your birthday party on a Wednesday? But I'm also not married to a major pop star, music star that's like doing this elaborate party where they're bringing celebrities in. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying there are bigger pieces of evidence
0: to me that Russell Wilson is not popular.
1: I I would agree with that, but I think it does speak again to how self-absorbed this guy is and self-centered. Dude, What the hell are you doing in the middle of the football season when your team sucks? Why are you throwing a big elaborate party for yourself? You have people over for Thanksgiving. It's a communal holiday. We're supposed to be around people that you care about and all that stuff. A birthday party is a party about me. It's about you. It's come to this gathering to celebrate me. You're saying but he should have been born in April. I'm saying it's just it's it's what everybody already says about him. That he makes everything about himself. Yeah? And that's what that's exactly what this is. So of course it's it is it is, but it is a referendum on him in that way. When it's your birthday party, it's a measure of how popular you are and how much people like you. And this is proof that people prioritized other shit than going to his very expensive party.
0: All right, can we can we wrap this up? We're 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 an hour into first and pod. If you're still listening, thank you. Please tell a friend, <laughs> subscribe, rate, review.
1: We only have two teams on by. That's why keep going.
0: I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment.
1: That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not uh, as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal.
0: Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Steelers-Falcons, this is a pony-slanted question. Correct. Is Kenny Pickett better than the 2023 quarterback draft prospects. Your thoughts? I was impressed with Kenny Pickett against the Colts. I don't I think that Bryce Young has everything you would want other than size, and that's a, a big, big other than. than. Yep. It's a big other than, but I like a lot of what I see out of him and CJ Stroud We'll
1: see. Oh, that's a ringing endorsement. The we'll yeah. see from Danny. Oh,
0: well, I mean, I huge, huge arm. Ohio State quarterbacks traditionally haven't done it. Fields looks awesome. I don't really buy into the idea that, like, because guys before you at your school couldn't do it. But, like, I think that, I think that they're going to go 1-2. I know everyone's obsessed with Will Anderson, but I think teams talk themselves into quarterbacks at the top of the draft. So you're saying Kenny Pickett would have gone first in this year's draft?
1: No, I'm believe- not saying that, but there were – but Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, and Trevor Lawrence were all picked ahead of fields. Josh Allen wasn't the first quarterback in his draft. Lamar Jackson went 32nd, was the last pick of the first round. So, you know, I, I don't necessarily like that argument. I, I wanted to bring this up and engage your uh, thought, your, your get your take on this, because where I am, there was a huge discussion that it was a mistake by the Steelers to draft the quarterback in 2022 because there was this incredible crop of quarterbacks in 2023 and they're just, it just hasn't played out that way. I know. Not even close to that. Right. I mean, Levis has came out and someone's going to talk themselves into him, the Kentucky kid, but yep. he had a terrible year. He had an atrocious year.
0: Of, of all the guys that I've seen, I still think it's Bryce Young.
1: So do I. But I think one hit might break him into a million pieces. That's the problem with him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in your,
0: how many players in the league would you trade Kenny Pickett for? Zero? Uh,
1: I'd trade him for maybe a handful of guys. Maybe a handful of guys. But I um, heard a cop, cop size-wise for Bryce Young is Seneca Wallace. That's what one person told me on
0: him. That's not good. Nope. Okay, well, this is a nice light topic at the end of the show. <laughs> Browns, Texans. How should, and I'm gonna add, how will CBS and the networks cover Deshaun Watson's return?
1: Man, I feel like they're just gonna try to bury it because there's so many good games this weekend. Like I, I think don't think it, so. Really?
0: Well, uh, I don't think I we, we had Boomer on. I asked him a question about it. I think that I think that they'll. I think it's going to be on the NFL today. Probably is the lead story on pregame. I think CBS will lead with it on pregame. Really, he didn't say that, but he's definitely prepared to talk about it critically. Um, and that's you know they've got Chiefs Bengals obviously, so they got every reason to to hype that game, and they will for the three o'clock window, the four o'clock Eastern window, but. Um, dude there's going to be protests they're bringing 10 accusers to the game it's crazy to me that it I mean the teams are bad so I get it tough spot for Jay Feely and Spiro Ditas. like it just doesn't feel like the crew that's going to handle it in game in
1: any sort of meaningful or critical way Well, I'm good friends with the sideline reporter for that game. Aditi Kinkabwala used to work for the NFL Network, who's now a CBS sideline reporter. And I talked to her on Wednesday. And this is my read. This is not a direct quote. But I almost got the feeling that she was hoping that they did not make Watson available to her before the game. Because there might be restrictions put on it by the Browns Or like, how do you journalistically handle in a 90 second or two or three minute interview? How do you even do that with Watson in that spot? I think the question
0: game day, if she gets him and he'll, you know, based on how he handled it today, Thursday, as we tape this, you know, he deflected all non-football questions when he finally did a little bit of a media session, but like. There are ten accusers in the stands today. What would you say to them if you had an opportunity to talk to them? Oh God.
1: That's a good question. But like (laughs) I mean he's just gonna hit you with I'm here. I'm here here to play football. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but I think listen, I think if you if you ask him, hey, are you nervous you haven't played football? I I I think it's like you haven't played football in seven hundred days. What are you expecting from yourself? What kind of reception are you expecting from Texans fans? Ten accusers are here. what 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 would you say to them yeah. as you get ready to return
1: to your pro football career? Those would probably be my three questions. Well, and the way that that stadium treats him during the game, I think is going to be a major story too because I don't yeah, think well, it's dude, it's pretty. all a major story.
0: How does he play? How good can you possibly look not having played in 700 days? How do the fans handle it? How does the media handle it? How does he handle it post-game? Do do players on the other team say something? I mean, he can't be universally popular in the NFL right. anymore.
1: I mean, we brought this up on, our, on my show in Pittsburgh today, talking about Antonio Brown, for example, and Darren Sharper. Like, is Watson just not... Has he already eliminated himself? He's got the highest career passer rating in NFL history. Is he out of Hall of Fame consideration because of what happened? Because there's no way Darren Sharper gets in. He's in prison and he's made the Hall of Fame all-decade team at safety. And there's no way they would ever let Antonio Brown have a parade and a speech in Canton, Ohio, based on what he did at the tail end of his career on the field and what he's done since. There's no yeah, character I clause think, like I, in baseball, but we know that they just don't want that for a ceremonial thing.
0: Yeah, I think that it's very unlikely. Um, you know, no criminal charges and how many years he has left in his football career. Give it a chance. I mean, the guy threw for 5,000 yards at 23 years old. Like, he's a pretty special talent. But i strongly strongly strong you'd probably need to give me 10 to 1 for him to make the hall of fame like i think i think i think it's very 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 unlikely all right last game lions jaguars i think the answer to this one's easy but which team has the brighter future lions oh stop what do you mean you don't what you did this
1: whole speech last week about how the lawrence love had swung too strongly in one direction now I hit you with lions here because they have the Rams pick and they've been your team and they've won. They've looked good in three out of their last four games look good against the bills. And you're incredulous that I said lions.
0: One team has their quarterback. The other doesn't. That's it. That's all that matters. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> that is, that is literally Now, well,
1: that says Jared Goff's a really good quarterback. So there, take that. Okay.
0: Yeah. I I mean, Trevor Lawrence, the last three weeks has been very good. He is a number one pick. He's a huge prospect with a huge ceiling. I, we just talked about how we don't love the quarterback class for this year. They might end up just drafting Will Anderson to put him on the same defensive line with Aiden Hutchinson, which would be amazing. Yep. That would be, that would be an amazing, but I mean, it's a tough way to win in the NFL if you don't have a quarterback, man. So, but has yeah, golf take... been bad this year? Huh? I said, has golf been bad this year? No, but do you think that Jared Goff is a has could ever be a top ten quarterback?
1: No, but we we've already seen a team go to the Super Bowl with him.
0: Yeah, right. Coached with Sean McVay, like peak of his powers. Dan Campbell ain't Sean McVay, man. (laughs) He's a lot of
1: things. But if he's got a Monra St. Brown and they bring in and they get Jamison Williams and they get another receiver and they get Hutchinson and Anderson, I mean, I'm just saying.
0: All right. Next five years, Lions v. Jaguars. I'll take the Jaguars. Yeah, I probably will too. Thank you to Spencer Ray. <laughs> Subscribe, rate, review, tell a friend. We're on after uh, Sunday night football, which Colts is why Cowboys. Cowboys and Colts, right? Yes. Yep. All right. We'll talk to you then. Peace.